grand finals coming up on Saturday. It should be huge, but it is also a sad one for all us um, football followers because we're going to lose a great to the game um, off into retirement. Massive great. Massive great. Broadcasting legend of Australian sport. And it's an absolute honour to have him on our show. And that's Dennis Kometi. And we welcome him. G'day, Den. Hello, Jack. Who's that fellow with you? Oh, we've, got, we've also got um, uh, the Oracle and also Alex. G'day, Dennis. The, the Oracle. The Oracle, okay. mate. So you're keeping it... Keeping you close to your chest, I understand. That's right. I'm one of the. I'm just the scallywag of the show, my friend. <laughs> and you would have had plenty of them. Well, I've met a few along the way, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> how are you going in terms of uh, what time you got there? Let me look at my watch. It's twenty past four here, so you're uh, two hours now, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Twenty past six. Yeah, hundred percent. So you're, you're, you're the drive time show. Well, just for on, when, uh, on Wednesdays. Oh, is that the only day they let you in? <laughs> yeah, right. no, we're building. every day. We're, we're building, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I like North Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start somewhere, mate. <laughs> Uh, now, now, what have you got for well, me? What, what do you need to ask? Because I'm an old man and I don't have uh, sort of much stamina in me anymore. So <laughs> it's going to be, you know, reasonably quick. Tell us um, what, what an honour it is uh, to have you. But um, yeah, um, your last game on Saturday, what, what made you decide to retire? Uh, well, it wasn't getting any better, you know, my broadcasting. So I thought uh, <laughs> now's the time to uh, stop. I've enjoyed it. I came back to radio simply because I always enjoyed doing it on radio. But radio is probably... It's hard, if not harder, than TV, So, especially at this ground because it's such a big ground and we do all the broadcasts from Optus Stadium. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, thinking about it, I just thought, well, that's enough. It's been a long time. I think I started... My first football match was uh, way back, I think I was about 20, 21 when I did... <laughs> it's funny how things work out. I did a game, a state game, between Victoria and Western Australia at Subiaco Oval, and it was in a carnival. So the winner won the carnival, and I had a guy ring me from 3KZ in Melbourne, and uh, it was, let me see, Ian Major. I think it was Ian Major, terrific broadcaster. Anyway, he was coming over. He was here, actually, covering the carnival. And I think Captain Blood had gone home, and he asked me, he thought there was some affiliation between the station that I was working at. I was just playing music. I was a disc jockey, top 40 stuff. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he said, is there anyone there who can call the footy? Well, I played a bit of league footy and was still sort of in the throes of trying to. And so he said, well, uh, OK, come down and see if you can do it. And I went down, and uh, it, it went pretty well. It was it was good, and uh, I had the advantage because we saw a lot of replays of the Victorian teams, and he hadn't seen so much of the West Australian team, so he was very generous with my time, and it was terrific. The only thing was, I walked out into the street afterwards, and I expected people to be slapping me on the back and saying what a good job I'd done, and I realised it only went to Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is only going to Western Australia, I think, this broadcast uh, the weekend, too, so uh, it's been a big ah. build-up for that, but uh, well, and, well, I I think you can hear it on a listening app, but I'm not a cross-listening app, so I can't help you. Yeah. But uh, it might be somewhere, but uh, heaven knows where. Anyway, one more game, so uh, we're getting close. Yeah, Dennis, Alex here. Um, is there any more poetic way for you to finish your commentary career than the very first AFL Grand Final being held in Perth? Uh, well, it's amazing, isn't it, how it did work out? I, uh, 
I spent some time at the Bulldogs too uh, when I was uh, in my early 20s. I uh, got the sack from a radio station here, happened to get a job in Melbourne on 3DB. Some of you, or some of your listeners probably remember that. Not me getting there, but the fact there was 3DB. It's <laughs> changed now. And uh, so I, uh, I went to Melbourne just after Christmas that year and uh, I... I signed up with the Western Bulldogs and I was the centre of a clearance wrangle as a matter of fact uh, for four weeks I always wanted something like that uh, but I was starting work at 7 o'clock at night so I played about four reserves games Ted Whitten was the coach and I would pass Ted as he's coming out to take training and I'm headed to work so it was never going to work out but uh, he was a good guy and we had a lot of laughs about that he saw me in later years and often would jest about the fact that I was going to uh, I was going to work before training had started <laughs> wow, you've worked with some magnificent people. Like, what was Ted Whitten like? Yeah, good fella, good fella. My coach in Western Australia when I started there was Bob Spargo. Oh, uh, wow. He played for Fitzgray, uh, and his grandson's playing for Melbourne this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Bob was a terrific player, terrific player. And uh, Polly Farmer coached me after Bob. I had Polly for a couple of years, and... Uh, I think I was referred to at the club as Polly's Pet. I don't mean to name drop, but uh, that's how I think it went. Uh, with no good reason. Well, you can do that on our show, mate. Uh, I'm sure, you know, you can name drop them all. Um, one of them is Basil Zemplis. So, uh, he's... I'm, uh, uh, he gets a lot of criticism um, on socials and, you know, around the place for his enthusiasm. But he what he's... He doesn't. <laughs> right. But what he's done for Perth and to prepare the city for the grand final um, has just been amazing. And the work he's put in um, is just incredible to, to see from, from where we are. What's it like being in um, and seeing the city of Perth, what he's created? Oh, he's doing a good job. Uh, Basil sort of is a protege of sorts. Uh, uh, I've known Basil. He played for West Perth as well as I did, but in different eras. And uh, he wanted to be a broadcaster, and I had quite a bit to do with him when he was growing up. In fact, I still see I'm seeing him tomorrow, as a matter of fact. But, uh, no, he's a guy who's got uh, boundless energy, and I think that comes through. Boundless energy and enthusiasm. Mm. And, uh, well, he's had this ball in his lap, and I think they've handled it very well. He was hoping for the street parade. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Still, I think uh, Basil has pushed Perth as far as he could push it this week. There's no question about that. You need that. We all know people like that, and they, they do make things happen, and they're great to be around. I've got a couple of friends like that. I'm sure you have too, but our own Jack here... He's full of enthusiasm. He's that nervous about Melbourne. Oh, it's been hard. It's been a hard fortnight, <laughs> I tell you, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my first footy jumper was a Melbourne jumper, actually. My, oh. my dad went to Melbourne back in the 60s, early 60s, mid-60s, uh, when Melbourne were uh, going so well, and he brought that jumper back. And I barracked from Melbourne until such time as I went to Victoria and hooked up with the Western Bulldogs briefly. So, uh, no, it's... Uh, it's a classic game for me in my last game. I couldn't have wished a better game sort of uh, for me to broadcast Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. That's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, fabulous. Well, it's fantastic because, you, you, I mean, the last TV game you called was the Bulldogs breaking the drought. So I'm hoping yeah, that exactly. similar with your radio career. <laughs> well, I'll try and get them across the line. I think uh, I'm a smidge more onto them than I am Melbourne. But, uh I mean, Melbourne were a powerhouse back in the day, and it was great to follow them sort of uh, as a boy. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? I mean, uh, Gorn looms as the biggest problem they'll have. Uh, they've got a terrific midfield, both sides, but I think the Western Bulldogs midfield runs deeper. 
And I was just reading from my statistician, who is uh, Josh over there, does it for Channel 7, uh, Josh Kay. He was telling me that uh, Jack McRae got the record for the most possessions in a season this season in the last game he played. So, yeah, he did, yeah. That's not, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? So uh, no. Jack McRae might be the most underestimated footballer in the BFL, I would think, or AFL. <laughs> AFL. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think it's actually a good thing, the game's over at Perth this year. We've had a bit of snow up in the mountains the last few days, yeah. so Melbourne wouldn't have got any one to the MCG anyway. Oh, okay. Well, uh, a bit of local knowledge there. <laughs> They're all up there on the Alps. Car. Well, if it slows down a bit the game, I'm going to drop that in. <laughs> we had um, Sandy on before, Dennis, and he dropped us a few little gems and bits and pieces. Um, your very first uh, radio gig was over on 6pm, I believe it was. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, it was. You told us yeah, a bit yeah. about you told us a bit about the um the pleasure machine as it was known. Where did that name well, sort of come right. from? It's a bit that's of an interesting right. one. Well, it related to the music, of course. It sounded a bit dodgy. If you read that, <laughs> door, I'd at the door. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, that was funny because uh, Sandy was there. He was in the newsroom, and uh, also in the newsroom was Brian Burke, who became premier later. So I've got the Lord Mayor and the Premier in my background. It's a good pedigree. Yeah. But uh, we used to all go, the three of us would go over to the hotel over the street because uh, the radio station was in the city and there was a hotel over the way. And all our ships sort of met at the same time. They were going and I was coming in and we'd go for dinner. So uh, just about uh, every night of the week uh, I spent with Sandy in those days. But he never let on that he was that interested in football. And I was playing football at the same time. Crazy. You know, it was all about him, him, him. <laughs> Oh, I'm, unfortunately, yeah, well, we don't even want to get about cows and pigs and all, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I love the banter between the guys we get on here. We had Brett Stevens on here, and he was getting into Paul Ruse, and Ruse was getting into Stevens. And, uh, we've had some oh. great guests. But I think you're well, one of the best the guests we've had. Um, yeah, no, well, well, of undercurrents and footy. Well, of undercurrents and footy. Oh, 100%. It's amazing. You meet the same people going around, don't you? Uh, yeah, small world. Because I shared, a, I shared an office with Drew Morford at the ABC for about uh, oh, yeah. two years. Yeah. And uh, so uh, Drew no longer with us, but uh, that was fun too. He was, uh, he was a hard-living man when he was over here in single. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for a little fellow, he... Uh, Box to Bubby's weight. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what we mean, wink, wink. <laughs> I'm not winking. <laughs> now, we, we lauded um, Bruce uh, McAvaney during the Olympics, Dennis, um, with uh, his commentary, and it was just um, incredible. Um, what, what are your uh, memories of uh, working with Bruce and um, the professional that he was? Uh, terrific. Uh, Terrific man, too, and uh, my wife and I catch up with him and his wife as often as we can, uh, but uh, haven't for a while now. I love working with him. We worked for a long time together. There was never a harsh word. I think we understood each other, and sometimes we had this agreement that if we were in the same hotel, and we always were, we stayed at the Hyatt in Melbourne, and uh, every week we'd be there, and uh, we agreed there's a couple of restaurants around, and if we wandered into the same one for breakfast, there was no obligation on either party to sit with the other. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good friend when you can say that to them. 100%. And, uh, no, that's good. Neither of us were offended, but uh, no, yeah. we spent a lot of time together, some great conversations, knows so much about sport, and uh, it was just a pleasure working with him. That was a wonderful crew we had at the time, and I look back very fondly 
on all those years, the people off screen as well, the cameramen, the floor managers, it was just terrific. So uh, mm. I did miss it, but uh, it was just the travel that killed me. I, I did a lot of cricket back in the early days, so adding it all up, I, I've gone a long way of you know, oh, sort of uh, being in aeroplanes with those aeroplanes, of course. Fabulous career. What are you... Halfway around. But uh, no, it was, uh, it, was, it was good when you're doing it, but it was hard on the family and eventually uh, too hard for me to... No, it's been a great career. What do you like at uh, calling off the cuff? I'd love love to hear you call the Oracle kicking a goal, getting it from <laughs> was the house, mate. Oh, he wishes. Clearing a stoppage no, and uh, goal. What can you do there? No, I can't do I can't. No, I can't. Look, I can't risk this voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, oh you're good. killing also me. Also might well, be a bit, bit of porky pies in there, It's I not think. porky pies, mate. I'll bloody clear the stoppage. Got the outside run and goal. <laughs> oh, it's amazing yeah, when you right. dream, isn't it? Um, I could take over your role, Dennis. I mightn't be as good. It'll take me a few years, but let's give it a go. <laughs> you perhaps haven't heard me lately. <laughs> so I think about a week. <laughs> For all the, the kids out there, uh, Dennis, um, what's one bit of advice you'd give them um, if they wanted to um, follow your path? Mm, okay, well, uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, a lot of people are doing it now anyway. A lot of people are jumping into the media. There's courses for it and all the rest of it. It was a bit different then. The landscape, I don't think, was full of people who wanted to call the footy or call sport, really. Some people did, but it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You've just got to, well, firstly, you've got to love sport, don't you? Uh, but you've got to remember it's not all about sport. It's about the media as well. You've got to love the media and... Uh, as I say, I started out as a disc jockey who happened to play league football in Western Australia, and uh, it was an interesting marriage, but it was the perfect marriage for what it turned out I wanted to do, because uh, broadcasting, you know, they, what did they call them in those days, on our station, it was the platters that mattered, the platters <laughs> that matter, that's what it was, uh, you know, so that was the year of the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, and a very exciting time. And uh, with footy alongside it, because club football over here was uh, very strong as well. I mean, a lot of Victorians, Kevin Murray came to Perth to coach before he won the Brownlow. I mean, some strange things happened. I mean, Gabalik came back here from Collingwood because there was more money in Western Australia at that stage, back in the uh, late 50s, early 60s and beyond for a while, because of the licensing laws here. So players came to Perth. Uh, sometimes in their prime to get the money. It was a bit and, hard. Uh, Buckinara was one of those, wasn't he? Wasn't he hard to get him across? Well, well a lot of them. I mean, uh, the money was here because, you know, sort of, uh, as I say, the licensing laws were different. And when they were tightened up, then suddenly uh, our players wanted to go to Victoria because the money was more lucrative there. But yeah. uh, football in the 60s in Western Australia was uh, really terrific. A lot of those Melbourne players, I mentioned them before, Bob Johnson came over when he was 27, I think. Hassan came and coached a premiership team, as did Bob Johnson. Don Williams came over, played for three seasons for my old club, West Perth, then went back and played in another Melbourne premiership. Uh, and uh, Laurie Nathan came over as well. All wonderful Melbourne stars. If you look at those teams that won premierships back in the 60s, uh, they were the guys that were the mainstay, along with Barassi and one or two others. But uh, we, saw, we saw a lot of good footballers come here, and not all of them excelled. The yeah. ones I mentioned did. Uh, but uh, there were plenty who came and failed too, and uh, it was exciting times. Anyway, I'm talking too much. I better get <laughs> off the line, I think. But thanks. For, oh, uh, mate, it'd be uh, lovely to have you for just, dinner. Just quickly, <laughs> <laughs> just quickly, Dennis. Um, just a tip of Norm Smith, mate. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, well, I hope Jack McRae does it. I'm a Jack McRae fan, and uh, I just hope he can play a blinder. He's had a terrific season. I think I mentioned earlier that he's uh, broken the record for most possessions in a season, and I think he's vastly underrated. I, I, you know, I like the players that are up at the top of the totem pole as far as on ball is concerned, but I think Jack McRae wins his own ball, and he's very clever with what he does with it, hand or foot. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the medal if they win the game. Gorn is the big problem for the Bulldogs. And I would imagine the midfield of the Bulldogs is the big problem beyond the first three for yep. Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, I agree. So you're tipping the dogs? Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no tip till the siren I, I just, blows. Hey, what might happen? No, look, I, I, I keep coming back to Melbourne, but then I, I remember the two games, 28 points, Melbourne. Uh, a bit of rain, I think, that night, or it might have been vice versa. 20 points, uh, the next one for the Dogs. Uh, nothing between these two sides except uh, quality Ruckman and uh, the depth of the midfield. The Bulldogs have the depth of the midfield, but they've got more to make up because of Max Gorn. If Max Gorn has an off day, yep. the Bulldogs win. Righto, OK. No, I think he's well, right. I think he's right. That's great. That's gold, Dennis. Hey, look, thank you so much for joining us, mate. I know you're a very busy man, so enjoy grand final week. Enjoy your last call, mate. Um, um, no doubt we'll be listening to it. Uh, pleasure to talk to you guys, and uh, I'm uh, a big fan of the Yarra Valley, so hello to everyone up there. Ah, so you like your see red you wine. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you read the book. Uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, good on you, mate. Appreciate it. See you, mate. Bye.